Alright, what's up everyone? Welcome to Desert Island Games. My name is Richard and in today's episode we're going to be talking about a game that, well, it's got me pretty addicted to it. Also going to kind of explain how the series are going to work. So without further ado, grab yourself a cup of tea, cup of coffee, whatever you drink and we'll see you after this. If I did my editing job right, I would have included a music piece from the game that's got me all in a bit of a spin. Um, I really want to just talk today about, well, firstly, it's been a slight hot minute again. Um, I was at a martial arts competition last week, a lot of training, a lot of preparation. Uh, my school also entered. So, you know, that's kind of where I've been. I want to get back to weekly shows so we're going to be releasing hopefully on Fridays or Saturdays depending on when I get recorded and edited um, and it's going to be about games because that's what I've wanted to do I've wanted to sit down and talk about games that I'm playing um, I'm going to try and play I don't know two to three games at, at the same time not literally at the same time but I'm going to try and play multiple a couple of games a couple of different games but the first big concentration comes from a game, it's an indie game, it's called Crystal Project, and I really want to put this out there that this game is not getting enough fanfare. You've got the Game Awards in a week, and I really think this is something that should have been highlighted at the Game Awards. Um, to give you its Steam store page, it's a Crystal Project is a non-linear JRPG where you are the maker of your own adventure. Explore the world while you find crystals, unlock classes, learn abilities, and create a strategy capable of taking down the world's toughest bosses. Or just stick to exploring. It's up to you. It's published and developed by someone called Andrew Willman. Um, it's made by one person. And when you boot this game up, it comes up with this splash screen that says 2017 to 2020. Um, and it is um, just one person has made this game. Um you're probably wondering where I found this out, and I'll go into price and install size shortly, but I was Googling some of the best uh, JRPGs with job systems. I do love a job system-based JRPG. I really do enjoy JRPGs or RPGs and such like, and what I found is that I really enjoy those job systems where you can combine, create classes, and that comes off the back of playing a lot of Octopath Traveler, Admittedly, I need to go back to finish that, but one of the joyous things about Octopath has been mixing and matching my characters with different skills and abilities. Bravely Default 2 is the same thing. It's got this real wonderful way of just kind of customizing the way you want to play. There's a real freedom to that. And I just Googled best job systems uh, JRPGs, looking for something a little bit different and up popped this game, Crystal Project. And I thought, well, hang on a minute, maybe I'll give this a proper look. Maybe I'll just sit down and have a look. Popped onto Steam, and 
Well, it was £10.99. You know, it's under £20 by one person who's just recently put out a major update, which was called the Discipline Hollow update. And I don't quite know what that is. There's actually a, a, a further update um, or 1.3.3, uh, which was released on the 28th of November, which is Monday just gone as of recording. Um, I've put in 13 hours of Crystal Project so far. Steam has very positive. It has 90%, uh, 92% of 1,270 reviews. Um, overall positive on this game. And yeah, I believe that that's true. So far, I'm, as I said, 13 hours in. Um, and it's tagged as an RPG adventure, JRPG, and it's Voxel. Now, here's the thing. It is... When you first looked at it or look at it, and I did this when I first sat down and looked at it, I thought, well, that's bloody Minecraft. That's a little bit strange. And it is. It's got a Minecraft style, an aesthetic, if you like. But don't let that put you off because it's not Minecraft. You can't build and mine or anything like that. It is purely there as an aesthetic-like thing you know but it's as open world as you like um i say as open world as you like i think there is like a pattern or there's a certain way you're supposed to go and i think i'm currently following that trajected path but i don't think there's anything wrong with you going off the beaten track or it's probably going to really expand as you go through um the areas that i've discovered so far is uh and spoilers spawning meadows um Delende, Pale Grotto, Seaside Cliffs, and Yamaguan MA. I have no idea if I pronounced that right, but there's um, something quite satisfying with this game um, in its exploration. You kind of just sort of jump around looking for areas to jump and jump over and go around in different places. And I think it's kind of a wonderful thing to do in, in this game. Or, you know, it makes an open world game truly open world. Um, one of my favourite games in the past, or last couple of years, if you like, has been Metroid Dread. And one thing I never I never realised about the Metroid series, and bear with me, I'll explain where I'm going, is that you could kind of, like, sequence skip, if you like, uh, is the term I think it is in speedrunning. And the idea of sequence skipping, sequence swipping, if that's not how you say it, the idea of sequence skipping is the idea of just kind of jumping, going to a different area before you're supposed to go to that area. Now, I'm not saying that that spawning or spawning meadows is the first meadows is the first place that you go, but I'm not saying that you have to go to Delende, Power Grotto, Seaside Cliff, and Yamagawan. MA, however you pronounce that, and you might be able to go over into different areas before there. I stumbled across a cabin which was like, go into the basement and you'll get treasure, and there was a massive monster there that absolutely destroyed me. Um, and I was like, okay, a little bit early for that. Um, and it's those kind of things that make this game really exciting to play. It's that truly open world experience that you're going to be able to enjoy and i think that's a cool thing so 
what else can you do in Crystal Project? Well, as I said, you can explore. But the idea, as I said in the uh, the Steam store page, is to go around and find classes, crystals, and the way you open those classes by unlocking or finding these crystals. You start with some default classes, and they are Warrior, Monk, Rogue, Wizard, Cleric, and Warlock. My starting team, so you can pick from four. Um, I like naming my characters um, Okani, no otherwise, but he started as a monk. So I started with a monk, I started with a rogue, a wizard, and a warlock. It was my starting four. And I originally started the game on hard, um, spawned into spawning meadows, and was wandering around aimlessly for ages, jumping on trees and different areas. Found two black squirrels, no idea what they do, but found them anyway. Um... And kind of just openly explored and your kind of goal to begin with is to go to Nan's house and there's a lot of Nans there and you get a big hearty stew. And it's kind of this slow sort of progressive progressiveness to there. Um, on this path, you are introduced to the battle system. And this is the other thing that I like about this game is not only is it job based, it's turn-based, and I do love a good turn-based JRPG, and it's got that Octopath Traveler vibe. Uh, the sprites are really, really good looking, uh, a gorgeous art style, and you get all of that in a package on a battlefield um, where, where you take down these enemies, and it's got that, I might have already said it, but you have this Octopath kind of feel or look to it, and that's a real thing that I like about it. Octopath was is the game that made me fall back in love with turn-based JRPGs, and this game kind of cements that knowing that I really do enjoy that type of genre of game. Um, I'm expecting this to be a good 100 and 100 plus hour game. Um, so yeah, you get introduced to the battle system. There's no random encounters from what I've read. It's all um, open world you can see the, the the mobs you can't see them as is in mobs you see them as a blue flame and the flames have different colors so you have green to say that yeah this is going to be easy you're way above you know this this level you have blue which is the right level for you and then you have red which is too you know too hard um and it's that kind of i love those kind of sort of sort of small things about about our game when they give you those little tidbits you can make that decision if you think you're good enough to take on those um those enemies once you get into the battle your four characters appear and your classes and it has a threat system which is something i've not dealt with in um a turn-based jrpg that's more like an mmo system and the threat system is really cool because you have to play around it. So the idea is when you're attacking the the, the enemy, um, the character that does the most damage, I believe at this point in time, I haven't seen anything else to tell me otherwise, will be threatened or targeted. You have got characters like the warrior who will uh, can do taunts, that can pull the aggro away, but it's got this aggro mechanic which you have to be very careful about. If you've got a real squishy character that can pull out a lot of DPS, then it's when you pop that DPS, um, if you like, to balance it with the aggro system that's in place. Um, that is quite, it's a cool mechanic inside a JRPG because 
normally in turn-based JRPGs, it gets to a point where you're just mashing the A button because your normal attack is the most powerful thing that you've got going. And I don't know if that's going to happen with this. Yes, I suspect there are builds out there with certain classes and certain jobs and equipment type. I do think that there's probably going to be the point where you can break the game with, you know, class combinations. But right now, there's no, even at level, I'm about level 17, my, my party, even at level 17, and I've had to drop the, the difficulty to normal, and I'll, I'll explain why shortly. Um, I don't feel like I can just mash through the A button. There is definitely a clear way that you have to take on these battles, and one of the things about, or many of the things about JRPGs or turn-based JRPGs, they feel like a puzzle. You go into battle with a game plan, and one of the things I've missed from previous uh, turn-based JRPGs uh, or you know action-based JRPGs is that that fear of dread. If you get a turn move wrong, you could lose a, you could wipe, or you could lose a team member, and you could lose a strong team member. And with Crystal Project, I feel that this is a real thing. That aggro mechanic where you're being targeted by the monster. And if you, you're fighting four monsters at once and they're all targeting one person, the damage that the monsters can really output sometimes can feel a little bit on the unfair side. Um, but I think from reading the different updates and, and the different Steam posts, the developer is looking to balance some of the combat um, because some of it is a little bit on the funny side. But like overall, that balance in battle feels really, really good. But going back to the aggro system, it's one of the one of the most positive changes I've seen to this type of genre of game. Um, I think more people or more genres, sorry, more developers need to take note of that system because it does make you play in a different way except from just mashing one button and seeing them die. Um, going back to the battle, you select your 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 commands. You have MP and AP, so action points are built up during the battle, so uh, by being hit or hitting your opponent. And then MP is your magic points or mana points. And then you have your health. Um, you have and also a, a, com, a, a system called stances. So um, I don't know, I'll describe it, and it might be called something in a different JRPG or a different RPG. Um, stances are certain abilities that allow you to buff or debuff, uh, do certain things. There's one on the, um, I think it's the warrior or the wizard. I think it might be the the, the wizard, actually. Um, I've got it set up on my wizard anyway, where you can change the stance that if you take physical damage, you will do a lightning attack, lightning bolt attack. Um, and that's quite cool. Um, the other thing is passives. So your, the way you learn your class abilities is you build up, um, LP, learn points, nice and simple. Um, as you get XP, so you get XP and you get LP. So you'll get LP and XP during the you know the fight, and you kind of take on um, this kind of attitude of right, what what am I going to to get my character to learn? And there can be you know attack skills, stances. Uh, you can have skills that allow you to use certain weapons with all your classes, and then you have things like passive bonuses. So on the monk, for example, if you get hit with a physical attack, very similar to the, the, the stance I was explaining, you can counter with physical attacks as well. Um, 
And it's all those kind of things that really intertwine really nicely in, in a really solid battle system. Um, and as you go through these fights, you realize that debuffs on your opponents are, are very important. Um, so far, I've seen things like burn. There's a debuff from being frozen, uh, blind, sleep. And what I found is I've got myself into a bit of a combination with the team I've got at the minute because I've only unlocked, I want to say, total eight classes, something like that. Um, yeah, I've only unlocked... Um, probably another three, maybe four classes on top. Um, so far I've got um, the Summoner. I've got the... Uh, I can't remember off the top of my head now. Shaman. I think I've got Shaman and Summoner. I think they might be the two that I've got. Um, and that's it. I think... And Aegis. So I've got three other classes on top of the ones that I've... And Fenta, four. Four, my mistake. So I've got four other classes. Um, Shaman has definitely been, and you can mix and match those. So you can level up the classes and go from there. And you mix them with different classes. And one of the cool things that I have noticed while I'm co doing combat is your party will learn the classes at a slower rate that all your other party members are using. And that's kind of cool. Um, it's a really cool mechanic. It's very similar to like the uh, Pokemon XP share. Um, but you can't just use random skills from different classes. You need to either have them in your main class, main class slot, or your second class slot. And just to highlight that, you can only earn LP for, um, you earn LP very slowly for the classes that everyone else has unlocked or, or using, but your main LP comes from your main class that's selected. That's your personal LP. Um, what kind of, gone round the houses a little bit explaining that part of the system but i've kind of done this for freehand as i do with many of my podcasts and i just you know i think it's kind of good um so from spawning meadows i went into um del dande um and then over to pal grotto and there's dungeons dotted about the place and like exploration the cool thing about this whole uh setup is the fact that you can jump up a cliff and then you can find a different area and then you can get different, you know, bonuses in your loot and all those kind of things. Um, there's fishing bollocks things. I haven't got a lure, but there's, I've got a fishing rod. So there's that. Um, and the game just makes you want to explore. Uh, just, just kind of get yourself lost. I've thought three four bosses so far and so far they've been relatively difficult um even on normal and i did hint i'd go into why i've kind of dropped it from hard to normal um i don't know about anybody else i sometimes ruin a game i did it with dragon quest 11s and i kind of went online and i googled um or oh, what what difficulty do people play on and all this that and the other and it's such a terrible thing to do in any game but jrpgs especially i think it's a, a real silly thing that i shouldn't do but i did the same thing this game and there's steam posts about how hard it is and this that and i thought i'll start on hard and actually do you know what i'm playing on normal now the reason being is i don't want to have to grind too much even though i've gotten into a bit of a habit of grinding in places just so i can get those extra you know skills and stuff to go with the jobs um I'm sort of the right level for the areas that I'm going into. But 
I don't have like loads of times to be try a load of time to be trying to hit like hit through a boss the same you know the same boss twenty times and I I found that that I was getting stuck in a certain area quite early on and I thought Do you know what now nah, this is just ain't worth it because I'm gonna turn the game off and yes there are people that love that challenge of of completing a game on hard, the hardest difficulty and you know what good luck to them I just want to enjoy the game and I that's the big thing so I realized I stopped speaking in a really weird place probably but I wanted to just kind of stop collect my thoughts and explain everything that I how I want desert island games to work I've explained this before but we'll go over it again I want to talk about games I want to talk about my backlog I want to get I want to make this into the one-man book club the game it is some of the best a music for a game i've heard i'm humming the battle theme i'm humming some of the 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 exploration themes as i you know walk around the house the soundtrack to this game is some of the best and i really love it i really enjoy it i think it's a, a joy and it really does help when you're playing a game like this octopath had it as well had some of the best music you'll find in a game and it really does help you just drive forward and just enjoy the game so i'll put another track around about or towards the end on our kind of outro part i'll put another track in so you kind of get a bit of an experience of just what this 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 soundtrack is like it's so good so good um there's not much more uh, sound design is good you know everything sounds fine there's it, there's almost got like a final fantasy sound vibe to when you select things in the menu and things like that which is cool um, I think that's really kind of what I wanted to go over in this kind of conglomerate intro to that game. Um, we're going to go over it in next week's episode, a bit more detail of what I've been doing and kind of the story so far and kind of going from there really. Um, and yeah, you, you'll see how I'm getting on with Crystal Project as the weeks go on. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think it's quite a nice thing to do. Um, but what I'll need is I'll need a um, a um, bit of a cleanser from Crystal Project. So I've got, there's a possibility that next week we're going to be talking about episode two of Crystal Projects, so about where I'm getting to, and then bringing in that first impressions of a new game, that palette cleanser, maybe a retro game to just change it up a little bit. But because I'm playing a voxel 16-bit style game, it may be something a little bit more 3D. Maybe I'll start the Yakuza series or something like that. Um, but I'm going to probably make notes as well because uh, and bullet point them. Not like sit down and type notes, but have some bullet pointed notes just so it's a bit of a, a bit more concise on my podcast. Because I understand that that was a lot of rambling that I did. But I, you know, I think bullet points is a fair thing to do and just sort of bullet point the actions of stuff i want to talk about but yeah palette cleanser i'm not going to try and do three because that's mad um i may play a game away from my steam deck that's what i'm playing crystal project on at the minute i'm playing it on my steam deck runs flawlessly i forgot to add that in and then what i want to do is when i finish the game i want to basically review my experience and then rank them so we've got kind of a target to do so yeah, I'm not gonna. Uh, I'm. I think I'm just gonna talk about 
what I've played each week, not try and give myself a set target. I don't know what the target is. If there's like clear, concise chapters in a game, I might do that. And then I try and get there and we talk about that chapter and break it down like that. Crystal Project is a bit different. It's kind of open-ended and you go anywhere you want. So each week will just be my experience of what I've been doing that week. So there we go. There we go indeed. So thank you everyone for listening to me this week. I really did ramble on and it's a little bit all over the place. Higgledy Piggledy is the mess of my podcast. I'm getting my feet wet again. It's been a while since I really sat down and sort of just got in front of the microphone. I've tried three times to record this episode this week. Um, and each time I've not been happy with how it sounded or kind of the content I've, I've delivered and I've just realized as on the third one, it sounds pretty much like the, the other two that I did. But anyway, Thank you for listening. I really do appreciate it. You know where to find the show and all those good things. Uh, You go and support the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon, wherever you get your podcasts from, this show is available. Um, My name's been Richard. You can contact the show from the links down in the description. Hit me up on Discord. Let me know if you're, sorry, Twitter, at that chap zap, and I've got other social media links as well. Hit me up on the different places. I would love to hear your thoughts and you know feelings about the games that I'm playing. Um, and I may bring back my Twitter question of the week because I think that's quite a nice way to end the show. So look out for that on the on the Twitter, even though Twitter is a funny old place at the minute, of my gaming question of the week. Anyway, I'll see you all soon. Thank you very much and bye-bye for now. <laughs>